Hi everyone, I'm Naomi and you are listening to On The Path. I'm an entrepreneur, a real food lover, a spiritual seeker, and a first-time mom. Every week, I'll be offering you new insights and showcasing friends, family, and interesting guests who all have unique perspectives on this thing called life. No topic is off limits. Business, food, and mindfulness are just a few of the discussions we'll be exploring. I want you to laugh, get inspired, and have some tools to take with you on your road ahead. This is On The Path. Hey, 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 everyone. It's another Wednesday, which means another episode of On The Path. And today, my guest is Alexa Salvaggio, who is a beautiful influencer in L.A., who I had the pleasure of going to college with at Syracuse University back in, I guess it was maybe 2006. Man, it was so long ago, but 2006, we met and we went through the same program at school together, a musical theater program. And she's since gone off to become a yoga teacher, developed quite a following on her personal social pages, and has also recently launched her own chocolate company. So is dabbling in the world of entrepreneurship. And she's just a very inspiring individual. Alexa dealt with anorexia in college and has used yoga and her passions in life to really help catapult her in the forward direction of mindful living and self-care. And she's just a beautiful person who has lots of great insights. And full disclosure, there's a bit of swearing in this episode. So if that will cause any offense, maybe tune out now. But let's just jump right into it. You're listening to On The Path, where we believe wellness is more than just the food you eat. It's what you think, how you live, and the daily choices you make. Your host, Naomi Seifter, will share new perspectives, insights, and tools to help you live your best life. Without further ado, here's Naomi. Hey, Alexa. Hey, mamacita. What's happening? I'm so, so excited that you're joining me <laughs> on the path today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored to be here. And I just have to say a, a little disclaimer really quick that I have a four and a half month old puppy. And so if you hear little puppy noises... That's what's up. <laughs> He's so cute. You should definitely follow Alexa's dog, Hugo. What's his Instagram? His, his uh, Instagram is hi there. I'm Hugo. And it's the fucking cutest thing. that. I, uh, can I cuss on this? I'm sorry. Yes. Totally. Fine. 30 seconds in, guys. 30 seconds. New record. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay. So just to give everybody a little bit of backstory, yes. Alexa and I actually had the pleasure of going to college together. We went to Syracuse University and we were in the same program there and we have stayed longtime friends and she is just amazing. She's an epic influencer in LA and is into yoga and is launching an amazing chocolate company and is doing all the things. So I want you to just start off telling everybody about you with that little intro. Yes, I am honored. Um, And first of all, let me say the pleasure of Syracuse University was meeting you. It wasn't actually Syracuse University itself. (laughs) I would agree with that. 100%. No, I mean, like, look, it was great. It was a great program, but dude, that town needs like a full makeover. Um, Anyway, so hi, you guys. I'm Alexa. If you didn't already catch the vibe, I am a sassy little queen. Um, I am a yoga teacher. I have a podcast myself um, called Savage Lifecast. I teach internationally. I teach meditation. 
Um, I also uh, am launching a chocolate company, which I'm so excited about. And people have kind of given me this like weird face when I'm like, yeah, I'm launching a chocolate company because it seems kind of random. But the truth is, is I wanted to make a product that was a passion of mine, A, because I love food, um, and B, because I wanted to create something. There was a hole in the market, really. There's a hole in the market in the sense of um, finding a, a product that actually encourages people to cultivate a more loving relationship to their body and food. And not only that, but to do it mindfully. So it really is like the integration of yoga and food, reminding people to pause, breathe, and savor before they eat so that it's not this thing that's kind of done on the go, but it's actually something that we really receive, that we actually get nourished by, not like, oh shit, I just finished the whole bag of cookies and I don't even remember eating one, right? Or like, actually, wow, I I gave myself pleasure Um, because I think that we have a deep cultural ache for, for real pleasure here. Um, yeah. I, and I think that that's such an incredible mission that you're setting out to do with your company and your you. relationship with food goes pretty far back. Are you oh, able to yeah. talk a little bit about that and where your journey started and how you got to where you are today? hundred percent. And first of all, I just want to say you're such a good host. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here with you. <laughs> I love you. I love you so hard. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my relationship to food was pretty messed up from day one like literally day one. So I had um, what's called failure to thrive as a baby. So I just wouldn't eat. And I was born seven pounds, 14 ounces and just kept losing weight and losing weight and losing weight. And I really just, I had no interest in food. Um, I didn't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a really big correlation between eating disorders and failure to thrive. And and I definitely caught that. Um, And just to like, be the witch that I am, you know, I do believe that we get passed down kind of unprocessed trauma through our lineage. And, you know, I come from a family of tremendous body dysmorphia, eating disorders, this like intense gravity towards your worth is your body. And I think there was a lot of that in my, um, in my birth experience. Uh, my mom lost her father three months before I was born and her father was like her hero. Um, yeah. and they say that like the last three months are like really developmentally where we kind of form our serotonin and like our, our brain cells. <laughs> and so I came into this world pretty sad, um, yeah. and had failure to thrive. I remember being a little kid and finishing dinner and running up to my room as like a fifth grader and like doing sit-ups for an hour, you know, like I just... I was always, and I was a really active kid. So it kind of was masked. Like it didn't, it wasn't like, whoa, she's weird. Like it just was, it was just kind of what I did. Yeah, I was a super active kid, but, um, but really my eating disorder peaked in college when I met you. Um, and I, you know, I'm a very healthy weight now. I'm very fit, but I was about 60 pounds less than I am now. And I don't like to give out direct numbers as to what I yeah, want because I think that there's a really big sliding scale. Um, but I will just say I was, you know, I didn't have a period. Uh, my hair was falling out. Um, very, very disembodied. I, I always say that <clears throat> an eating disorder or frankly, really any addiction, any addiction at all, whether it's to sex or shopping or social media, or alcohol or food, whether that's overeating or undereating, is really a means to disembody your body and yeah. self hatred. And yoga is really 
an act of self-care, an act of self-love, and a way to embody your body. When you were really at the peak of your eating disorder and what you would consider anorexia, yes. right? Yeah. Struggling with. When you were at that point, did you yeah. have a relationship with yoga at that time or did yoga come after that for you? Yeah. Yoga was a means of healing for me. So that was like when I hit my rock bottom, I hit a, I hit a pretty hard rock and I had, as you as you may remember, I had been um, doing a co-production of the Fantastics. And I, so I hadn't seen my family in months. And, you know, I was eating very, very little. And again, don't want to yeah. give numbers because it's just like, I, I find that like for people who struggle, it can be this like compare to spare thing. Like, oh, wow, she ate that. Like, that's really yeah. little. I can do more. So I just don't want to go there. Um, but regardless, I was not eating properly. And when you're not eating properly for months at a time, and then you finally see your family and they're like, oh shit, that's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Yeah. So, so I hadn't eaten in a very long time. Let's just say that. Were and, you aware in the peak of that time that you were struggling with anorexia or did you feel like it was normal yeah. eating behavior at that point? Until you saw your family. Yeah, such a great question. You know, there was a part of me, there was some deep part of me that was like, this is busted. This is yeah. not This is not correct. Like, you go out with your friends and you don't eat anything and then you come home and you eat, like, carrots, you know? Yeah. Um, or whatever was I was allowed to have. Um, so I knew there was a part of me that was like, I'm not like the other people. Like, I'm not like everyone else. But there was also a part of me that was like, no, Alexa, you're just being really, really healthy. Like really, really mm -hmm. healthy. Um, and that was kind of – and it's really shitty because we do. We live in a culture where it's like have a green juice for breakfast. And like sometimes that's great if you're eating more than that afterwards. You know what I mean? Right. No, I mean this is something that I'm really, really passionate about and that I've kind of stepped into over the course of the last year is recognizing how messed up just culturally our relationship to food is. We don't look at food as nourishment anymore. It's like yeah. food, we, we're taught that restriction in whatever format is what we should be following to live a healthy lifestyle rather than, you know, we can focus on a variety of plant-based foods and meats, fruits, fish, vegetables, yes. dairy, whatever, focusing on ingredients. Instead of that, we're focusing on, well, let's cut this out of our diet. Or, you know, if you get rid of carbs automatically, you know, you're doing something better for your body or let's cut out fats automatically. You're doing something better for your body. Let's cut out meat automatically. You're doing something for your body. And there is literally a doctor or a physician or a naturopath to back up anything you want to believe in the yes. food space. And I feel like it's really confusing people. And that's why a lot of people are, I feel like are starting to deal with orthorexia, right? Yeah. Or something like that, where you're, where so many people are so hyper-conscious about what they're putting in their body. They're oh, yeah. focusing so much on trying to make the best food choices that becomes disordered eating. Oh, so completely. yeah. And it's rampant. It's rampant. I mean, I, yeah. do, I teach these people, like I, I work for Equinox and I live in Los Angeles in West Hollywood. So like, you can imagine, you know, and I, I'm sure that you see it all the time where you are too, where it's just this like hyper obsession, crazy consciousness. Like, like we're not here to focus on our body and obsess about everything that's going in it. Right. We're here to cultivate an epic 
fucking life. And food is the fuel that enables us to do that, but it's not why we're here. Right. A lot of people are doing, you know, maybe a 30 day program where they're eliminating all sorts of foods just to do a reset, but then they're terrified to add those foods back in. And it's like, I had to do a whole lot of self work to recognize and appreciate like, these are actually really nourishing foods. And it's okay for me to have these in my life. Maybe they didn't serve me at a time in my life. But like, I see that as a big trend to your point, like, it's not just LA, I think anybody who lives in this health and wellness space, who's trying to do something good for their body, they struggle sometimes to, to find the balance. It's not just West Hollywood, where people are dealing with this situation, like the hyper consciousness about eating really good food and clean food and real food ingredients forces people to think so often about what they're eating that it causes angst and anxiety and stress. And like you said, it's rampant. We're seeing it here too. We see, I see it all over social media. And I think it's really interesting that now there's this big movement about intuitive eating to combat that. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I think what it comes down to, and, you know, here's the yoga teacher coming out, it really comes down to intention. Like, why am I, like, am I eating this way out of fear? Or am I eating this way out of love for myself? Because I have eaten super clean, in air quotes, out of (laughs) fear. And I've eaten super clean. Like, I eat pretty freaking clean now. But it's because I like myself and because I don't want to feel like shit. You know, right. it's like, there's such a distinction and honey, you can smell it. Like I can see it, you know, like I'm like, Ooh, oh, she's, she's terrified. You know, I'm like, Ooh, he's, he's in the gym for six hours. Not because he likes this, like he's right. in the gym for six hours. Cause he's like afraid of like not being the Instagram model anymore, you know? So because you have this experience and you obviously use your social media platform to talk about this part of your journey, yeah. do you find that the people you attract to your yoga classes are coming to see you for more than just asana or yoga? Are they coming because of, you know, they're trying to combat their eating disorder? They want to know how you've overcome it. Yeah. Like what, what's, what's that been like for you? Have you Are you tracking those type of people? hundred percent. Absolutely. So I find that I attract yogis that are not just in it for asana. Um, you know, I think, and by the way, for those of you who are like, what the hell does asana mean? The word asana, people think it actually means pose. It doesn't. It means seat. It means to sit, to sit with it. So like if you're in chair pose, you have to just sit in chair pose, like figuratively and literally, and just breathe with that, breathe with what is. So just FYI, that's what asana is. But I find that people don't come to my class for just asana. They come because they they feel disconnected and they want to feel connected. So while I use, when I was living in New York, I found, I found that I attracted a lot of eating disorder people. Like that was just, that was, it was wild. Like people would come up to me after class and be like, I've been really struggling with bulimia. And for some reason after your class, I feel, you know, more, more present than I've felt in a long time. And I'm actually going to go eat lunch now. You know, like I'm actually going to let myself eat lunch, you know, shit like that. Whereas now I find that I attract people with all sorts of different kind of things. People don't come to my class who just want a workout. People come mm. to my class because I don't, I don't do that. Like, like, yes, you will get a workout, but that's the byproduct. Um, so I find that people come with all, with a full spectrum of issues, whether it's addiction, whether it's 
a difficult relationship to self, which by the way is an addiction. Yeah. I, I find that it's all really in that realm because the opposite, and, and here's the T as well, is that the opposite of addiction to whatever it is, is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection. Mm, we reach for things. That. We reach for shit. We reach for the cookie. We reach for the sex. We reach for the text. We reach for the whatever when we're feeling disconnected. And that connection has to start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then when we connect to ourselves, A, we don't feel so goddamn lonely. But B, then we have the awareness to actually be able to show up in the world and connect to others and ask for what we need to speak our truth, to be authentic. But it has yeah. to start with us. So if so, how do you how do you do that? Because that was one of the questions I had for you. So, what advice do you have for people who are struggling or are trying to look for themselves? Where do they start? Right, like this idea of yoga or meditation or mindfulness. It's such a big movement and category now. So, where can somebody start if that just feels overwhelmed? How do people get more in alignment with themselves? I love you. Um, There are so many ways. There are so many ways. And the truth is, is again, like the word yoga means union. So whatever makes you feel in union. So like for me, my current yoga practice is actually dance class. Like that's where I feel the most connected. That's where I feel the most present. Maybe for some it's painting. Mm -hmm. Maybe for someone else it is meditation. So like for me these days, I don't really practice quote unquote yoga anymore that much. My yoga is like taking a dance class because that's how I feel really connected to myself. For some people, it might be painting so a picture. It, by the way, oh my god, I love you! It's so fun. It's so it's so so empowering for me, and um, and you know, I think I think that we all want to feel empowered. So it's about finding what makes you into cut puts you into a flow state. Because I find that for some of us, like if someone had told me in the throes of my anorexia to sit down and meditate for 30 minutes, I would have told them to fuck off. You know, like literally, like sometimes meditation, seated meditation, it's like trying to put a lid on a pot of boiling water. Like it's just going to eventually pop right off. You know, that was why I think yoga worked for me because it was a physical practice. And because it was a physical practice, I felt comfortable moving my body because mm-hmm. of my eating disorder. So that was that worked for me. But like everyone has a different variation. There's tons of apps and things out there. I'm I'm actually on a few of them. There's the Unplug Meditation app um, that has That's everything cool. from like three minute meditations to forty five minute meditations. So if if people are wanting to meditate, that's a really good place to start because it's super affordable and it's on your phone and it's easy and they're beautiful meditations. Um, but really, it's about it's about connecting to what makes you feel embodied. And often, if you don't know what the hell that means, often look at the things that you did when you were a kid. Yes. Like I the shit you that. did. Yeah, it's real. I mean, like the stuff you did as a kid, like whether that was acting, maybe you want to take an improv class, like whether that was drawing, maybe take a drawing class. Maybe that was um, making, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know. Clay figurines. No, I, see, I, know. I, I, I feel you because, yeah. you know, we, sh- we, Alexa and I share in common that we both 
got really heavily into yoga and at a very yeah. similar time in our lives. And, yeah. you know, when I started picnic, I found myself um, deviating away from a daily practice, even though yeah. I loved it. It just was something that really didn't fit into my life. at The time I yeah. was spending so much time focused on becoming a business owner and an entrepreneur. Yeah. And like, yeah. like you said, I was already running so hot from all the yeah. stuff that I was doing that when I would sit down to meditate, it just, it didn't feel in alignment for me. But yeah. I found that like getting out in nature and going on a hike yes. or going on a walk was something that was so much more impactful for me. So my yoga quote unquote, like you said, shifted from being the you know, yoga in the traditional sense, which is getting on your mat and going to a studio and doing this physical practice and, you know, yeah. sitting in meditation to, you know, just making time to be outside. And that was really transformative for me. So I, I think it's amazing that you're giving not only yourself, but others permission to think about yoga as a practice off of the mat. A hundred percent. And that's actually where it was intended to go. You know, oh, like I, so cool. it's so true. Like yoga is not just an hour of your day. Like the yoga is how we want to live. Like the way it sounds, that sounded so cliche. I'm sorry. I had to check myself before I wreck myself. But the truth is, it's like the way we do anything is the way we do everything. Yeah. So like, if you can take that sense of presence and embodiment and take it into nature and take it into your dance class and take it into the conversations, take it into the tough conversations, take it into the, your experience with your kids. Like that's where the magic is. The yoga is a, the yoga is a practice. That's why it's called the yoga practice, but it's a practice Ooh. for off the mat. You know, it's a practice Ooh, for that. life. That, yep. That's the way to do it. Like that's the way that's, and that's why, you know, that's why I created Savage because my difficulty, you know, I have a firm belief that we turn our mess into our message. That like, oh, I love that. Yes. I've said that like 15 times on this podcast, but I yes. just love your little nuggets of wisdom. Oh, I love you. We have, we got, we have you between you and I, girl, we could write a whole book on nuggets of wisdom. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you can hear snorts, Hugo is on my lap and he's a French bulldog. So he snorts. Let's see if we can hear it. Go, go, Hugo. There it is. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm a firm believer that we turn our mess into our message. And my mess is food. You know? Yeah. Like, like food is my drug of choice. Food is where I go to check out. Yeah. And whether it's under eating or overeating. And that's why I'm super passionate about it just like you because you like you had gut issues like you yeah. turned your mess into your message too girl like you this, this chill. Is, yes it's it's That's real true. like it of course you did it because there was a hole in the market because you needed this shit and no one was doing it so who did it right you did it yeah and, and i'm doing I the same it. thing it's yeah, I did it. Yeah, you did it. You did it. <laughs> well, I, that hits on something that I think is really um, just, I, I'm super curious about, which is 
how do you, you know, you said that food is something that, you know, whether you're under eating or overeating, how do you now navigate your food choices as somebody who's recovering from anorexia? Yeah, totally. Um, well, for me, I don't really, I don't I, like, I feel best when I eat a certain way. And so I do my best to like, to avoid gluten. Do I yeah. do it all the time? No, I'm not celiac. I just don't want to be a gassy person. So I don't eat it very often, but I do eat it because again, it's like, is this, I'm sorry, more, more, um, little gems here, but is this a treat or is this treatment? Like, am mm-hmm. I treating myself to something or am I seeking treatment for something that I don't want to feel? Yeah, it's totally different. It's all intention. So like, do I avoid gluten daily? Pretty much. But then like, it's a Thursday night and I, you know, have worked really hard and, and I want a treat. And so do I let myself have it? Damn right I do. I love that. And that's something we have in common. I mean, I was gluten free religiously for, you know, 10 years because I was healing from these gut issues. And once I really found that I had healed, I could have an occasional bit of gluten and on a special occasion or once a month or once every couple weeks or whatever, there's not even a timeline on it and have a reaction. And I found that to be, um, really a beautiful thing to be able to be like, you know, if there's something that is, okay, let me just say this. I love French flour. I did a whole post about this on our picnic Instagram stories. Nobody talks about this, but you know, not all wheat is created equal, right? Like processed, all American, all purpose flour has a very different gluten structure than uh, non-hybridized organic einkorn wheat. They're both wheat, but they behave very differently. They make my my stomach feel different. So it's like yeah. I could have a homemade bread made with wheat and not even be mad about it or upset yeah. or feel bad if I'm making it with intention with the right ingredients, right? But to your point, if I were feeling sad about a work meeting gone awry and I went to a local CVS and saw they were selling Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies and ate a whole box crying, that would be treatment versus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yes, that and would be that treatment. And a place for that too. But, yes. but your okay. point is all about intention and awareness of those situations and yes. how you and why you're using it. Yes. And sometimes the treatment is okay. As long as it's not like A, every day, but B, as long as it's followed up with compassion instead of shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, doc, it's, it's like um, Dr. Brene Brown talks about like, sh- if you put shame in a Petri dish, like whatever's in there expands. So oh, like, if, you the, if you eat the whole box of Girl Scout cookies and then you're like, you're a, I'm an awful person for doing that. What are you going to do? Pick up more goddamn Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) You know, you're like, oh shit. Like not only did I eat the cookies, but now I'm an awful person too. Oh my God. I better eat more cookies to stop. I better get three more boxes. Exactly. I only got the Thin Mints. Now I need to get the Caramel Delights or whatever they're called. Caramel Delights and the, um, what are those called? Samoas. Because those 
are my favorite. And then, or samosas, samosas, not, wait, samosas or samoas? No, samoas. I'm thinking samosa is a savory Indian snack, if I'm remembering. <laughs> I'm thinking of, but the, the ones with the coconut. Anyway, so then you need those. And then it's an issue. But if you eat the whole box of Thin yes. and you Some go, were Samoa, oh, samosas, somewhere in that category. Oh, you really like needed, you really needed some compassion just now. You, you just obviously have gone through now so much with you becoming so mindful about your body, your history, overcoming your eating disorder, teaching yoga, starting a new company. What are you most excited about in this next stage of your life? Oh man, I am super excited about joining this whole CPG world. I'm super excited about um I'm super excited about creating this conscious conversation around mindfulness in the food space. Really yeah, like great. with so I don't even know if I've mentioned the name, but the, my chocolate company is called Savage. Um, oh my God, Hugo, stop. You're crazy. Um, <laughs> Hugo doesn't know that we're recording a podcast and thinks that he, he needs to just like make all the noises. Um, so the reason it's called Savage is um, because the, the, the slogan is, is that in a world full of chaos, loving ourselves is a savage act. Because we, I think as a culture, we're taught that we need this product because we're not enough versus mm. you need this product because you deserve to feel good. Like you need. It's to like in the good. office. It's like in the office when they have yeah. the treat yourself day. Yes. Yes. It's like they have a day where it's like, I just deserve this and I'm going to go out shopping and buy all the things I've ever wanted for myself because. Right. Is that- is that the same thing or is that the opposite? No, that's totally it. Like it, it is, it is treat yourself like, and, but it's not out of deficit. It's out of, because you're alive. Right. Hugo, stop. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but that's, but that's exactly what it is. Is it's like treat yourself because you're breathe like a living, breathing creature. And because you deserve to just feel good in your body. And yes. so in a world full of chaos, loving yourself is a savage act. Savage doesn't mean harsh. I think in a, in this world, sa- being savage means being soft with yourself, being, being compassionate, slowing down. Mm. And, and that, and my last name is Silvaggio, which in Italian means savage. So, oh, that's yes. so great. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a cool fit. Um, yeah, absolutely. And CPG, which was the term that you mentioned at the beginning of this thing yes. I'm really excited about for the future is just for everybody who is unfamiliar is consumer product goods, which is, you know, Alexa's creating a product that's going on to retail shelves. So that's what that whole kind of category is known as. So I just Thank think it's for- amazing that you're getting involved in this. And what's it been like to start your own business from scratch. I mean, obviously you're a serial entrepreneur, you're a yoga teacher, kind of a independent contractor, I guess you'd say to do that type of work, but this is starting like a business business. What's that, what's that been like for you? Yeah, it's been such a cool journey. I mean, I'm learning so much. Um, I'm learning so much about the process. I'm learning so much about marketing. I'm learning so much 
about, um, I think I have this theory that like, if we're not helping people, then like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, I help people on a small scale right now. You know, every time I teach a class and it's not like, oh, like savior complex. Like, it's just like, we're all here to boost each other, like bolster each other, support each other. So I'm not saying it like, oh, I'm like this messiah here. Like, fuck no. In fact, anyone who says they're a guru run in the other direction. But like, (laughs) we're all here to help, you know, like to help each other because we all need support. We all need, we all need connection. It's like, remember the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. Um, and so I'm doing that in my yoga classes now when I'm teaching a retreat internationally or when I'm teaching a yoga festival or when I'm teaching classes, I'm doing that through my podcast. I'm doing that on social media, which is awesome, but that's all me. Like that's all me generating it. And while this is very much generated by me, it's not about me. And I'm really, really freaking excited to have a product that's not about me. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah, that is, yeah, yeah you and I know we both have a background like we were what yeah. we were selling like even back then you know you show up to an audition and you're saying hey here's the product not nah, like <laughs> literally you know like here's I the product about that the other day I talked so yeah. you know it is it is an interesting thing when you go from being somebody I did, went through the same thing. I taught yoga full time before I started my business and going from, you know, you're selling, not selling, but you're a teacher. And so people are showing up for the class to see yes. you all of a sudden to the fact that you have this business, which in some regard can be a little bit of a veil because you're yeah. separate from your business and your business is separate from you. And I yeah. found that to be such a fun undertaking because to your point, it wasn't about me showing up on stage. It was about creating an experience, creating a product, creating uh, a brand identity, creating yeah. a voice and a mission that is for your business that is separate from you. And so yeah. it allows an amazing opportunity for you to continue showing up on your personal platforms and making an a difference in the world and talking about all the things that you're so skilled at it and allows you then an opportunity to bring in this business that has an identity of its own into yeah. the world. And I just think it's such a fun uh, experience that you're about to step into. And you're well, at the very beginning stage, right? I'm at the very beginning stage. I mean, I a want to say I would not know anything about this if it weren't for you as my oh. mentor through this. Literally. I mean, it's, Hey, listeners, if you ever like need words of wisdom, go talk to Naomi. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's out of control. Um, but no, yes, a hundred percent. And that's exactly that's exactly why why I'm into it. And and it's it's so refreshing to be able to take this message and put it through another outlet. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love way. that. It's just another way of expressing it. It's true. And what I'll say, well, also, let me just backtrack and say thank you so much for the compliments. That's so kind. And I'm trying to get better at accepting praise. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll say the same thing for you uh, and for our listeners. Alexa has been incredibly influential for me. There was a point in my business a couple of years ago. I'll just share this story really quick. I digress, but I think it will be um, valuable to share a little bit more about our background. There was a point in my business about 
gosh, maybe three or four years ago. I don't even remember when, but I was feeling really down and depleted and out of energy and uninspired, even though I was doing this amazing work in the world. I had literally everything I could want for my life. You know, I had beautiful husband, you know, beautiful home, beautiful business, great dogs. This was before Remy came and I was feeling really down. And Alexa um, extended an olive branch to me and basically said, hey, you know, I would love for you to come on this yoga retreat I'm teaching and help me with this um, book that I'm talking about writing. And yes. and I got really uh, inspired by the opportunity to go. And the only reason I allowed myself permission to go onto this retreat for self-care was because I put like, I thought it was work. But up until that point, I didn't realize till after, but up until that point, I really had not given myself permission since day one of picnic to like do any kind of real self-care or go on retreat because there was too much business to attend to. So Alexa offered me this opportunity to come join her retreat. And rather than work, she, I think, could tell that I was not in the best place. And she was like, you know, why don't you just really like join these classes and do yoga with me? And she set me up to go see the shaman and did some energy work. And it was so incredibly transformative for my life. And the shaman, when I was there, said to me, the whole reason you feel this way is because you haven't prioritized self-care and people like you who are like very... Uh, kind of spiritually attuned, but also like trying to do good work in the business world. Yeah. It's important that you take a minimum of two to four weeks a year minimum for yourself yeah. for self-care, for retreat or vacation where like you completely unplug and disconnect, like go to the jungle. Yeah. And uh, that piece of advice was the thing that really turned things around for me for that point forward. Mm-hmm. I really uh, took that to heart and now have made it a, uh, uh, commitment every single year to make sure I do some sort of spiritual retreat to keep me in balance so I can continue doing my good work in the world. So all that has to do with, yeah, all that has to do with the gift that you gave me. So I I pay that right back to you. Thank you. you. And again, 2020, babe. Oh my God. Amazing. Well, you know, Jen, your sister texted me and she was like, um, I think I'm coming to France. So. (laughs) Oh, amazing. No, I'm not kidding. I would love to host you. Oh, bless your heart. You're just the most incredible woman. Well, I just feel so honored to have a chance to sit down with you. And this has been such an honor. And, you know, I just so everybody knows, I kept this conversation with Alexa really casual and we didn't put a script or anything together, as you can tell, kind of went all over the place because <laughs> her story her story is really amazing. I mean, and I've, I've known that she's been an exceptional person since the day I met her, but seeing her go through this incredible recovery from anorexia to finding yoga, to teaching yoga, to becoming an influencer, having over 20,000 followers on her Instagram in the LA area and obviously nationally and internationally to being such a big influence in the community to now building her own company. It's been an amazing thing to witness and to um, sit on the sidelines for. So I'm just very proud of you and I love you and I'm very grateful that you came to share with us today. I'm so so honored and so grateful to be walking beside you this lifetime. 
and it's just such a privilege. Well, and just before we hop off, I have a couple final questions yeah. that I just realized I didn't ask you, but I would love to. Yeah. Please. So one thing I've tried to ask all of my guests who've come on so far is um, what's the thing right now that gets you out of bed in the morning? Ooh. Well, literally the thing that gets me out of the bed in the morning is my dog um, <laughs> because he, he has to pee. Um, but, but the thing that gets me out of bed in the, this, oh God, I'm just like a walking cliche. Um, but the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning is gratitude. I have, uh, on my alarm clock, I've said it, you can name on, at least on an iPhone, you can name your alarm clock. And so on my alarm clock, I have named it today as a gift. And so oh, when the alarm crazy. goes off, that's the first thing I see is that today is a gift. What a good reminder. Yeah, it's such it's such a nice way to wake up. I place one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly, and I think of three things I'm grateful for. Every day. And usually one of them is my bed. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I love my bed. I'm so grateful for my bed. Um, and then I then Hugo has to pee and then coffee. And I was gonna say, so what this is my last question before yeah. we hop off, which is what is in your morning cup right now? What's in your coffee cup? Okay. Well, I, I this is like very legitimate. This is not an ad. What is in my coffee cup is co organic fair trade coffee and picnic MCT oil vegan creamer. I fucking love you. Oh, excuse my language. I love you. That is very oh, nice. It's so true. It's so true. That um, I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. I'm very proud of that product. I'm very proud of all of our products, obviously. You but really I think it should be because it's they're they're amazing and they're again. You're offering people something that they need, something that people. I mean, also the studies out right now about MCT oil reversing uh the the um difficulties the with alzheimer's like i mean yeah. it's like huge 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 stuff well and no. that is one of the reasons why i became so passionate about mct oil was because my grandma was struggling with end-stage alzheimer's and we gave her mct oil as a supplement and it ended up dramatically improving her quality of life she ended up living for about three more years wow. and she had been in hospice so this was like an incredible wow. feat yeah so it's really powerful i've seen how powerful it is with my immediate family and um, other people in our community. So I'm so glad you're enjoying that. That's awesome. Well, again, your mess is your message. So love that. What a great thing to end on. Your mess is your me message. It's Say it one more time. Your mess is your message. Yeah, your mess is your message. So look at where your mess is in your life. Like, oh, wow, I lost somebody I loved. Or, oh, wow, I really struggle with this. Or, oh, wow, I attract this type of person into my life. That's your mess. Make it your message because that I you. you brings you closer to your purpose than anything else. Ooh, what a great way to end. Ooh. Yes, I yes, yes, girl. yes. I love you. Thank you so much for being with me today oh. and can't wait till the next time. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. If you want to connect to me, follow me on social at Alexa Silvaggio or at Savage Los Angeles. Yes, perfect. Thank you so much. Mwah. Mwah.
Thank y'all so much for listening to this podcast. If you loved it, definitely leave me a rating, preferably five stars. That would be nice. Uh, And a review. I'd really appreciate that. You can also click subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's brand new. I've got about 100 followers on there. But it's my name, Naomi Seifter, S-E-I-F-E. T-E-R, or my company, Picnic, P-I-C-N-I-K, Austin, on Instagram, and see what we're up to. Thank you so much. Much love. Until next time.